0: Today's episode is sponsored by Squilt Music Appreciation. Do you lack a musical background? Do you feel unequipped to teach your children about music? Do you avoid music in your homeschool because you don't know where to begin? Or are you looking for a great homeschool co-op class to teach?
1: If so, Squilt Music Appreciation is for you. Squilt is for parents who want to learn alongside their children. No musical background is required. All the work is done for you thanks to Mary.
0: Mary has an undergraduate degree in music education and a master's degree in education. With a background in public school and home education, Mary realized that there was a need for high-quality music education materials.
1: Mary created a curriculum that is both simple and enjoyable, while at the same time exposing your child to the highest quality of music. All the work has been done for you. You can choose between Squilt's self-guided open-and-go volumes, or you can let Mary teach your children via Squilt Live. All of Squilt's materials are designed for multiple ages, and everything is simple, engaging, enjoyable, and affordable. And Kate, you've used both in the past, right?
0: Yes, we actually discovered Squilt when we first started homeschooling. Friends had recommended it to us and we still use them today. Um, We loved Squilt Goes to the Movies is one of Mary's popular resources where you can actually teach music appreciation to your children through film. That's very fun. Probably our favorite thing of all time are Mary's Squilt Christmas Carol Studies. We do them every single year. We've done them every Christmas since we started homeschooling. And my kids can identify pieces of music that before meeting Squilt and Mary, I had never heard of before. So it's just really, they they just learned so much. Um, She even has a Meet the Instruments bingo game, which is great if you're a game schooler. We also love Squilt Live and we're doing it again this fall. Lessons are offered every Monday and Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time and if you can't make them live they're all recorded so you can watch them at any time. She's an amazing teacher and my kids love her and we have all learned so much from her over the years.
1: So to download a free lesson to check out the Open and Go resources available or to sign up for Squilt Live go to Squilt. Music.com. That's S Q U I L T music.com. And we'll have a link in the show notes over at the homeschoolsisters.com.
0: Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I feel like we're sitting on a major secret.
0: We, we are totally. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we just, well, we'll we're
1: just going to jump right into it. We're not even going to mess around with talking about other things because we, we can't keep it together that long. So we have a very special message to share.
2: <laughs> Hello, this is Nana from Chalk Pastel. I have been painting already this morning, and I was thinking about all of you, especially you sweet sisters, and I wanted you to know how excited we are about you coming to paint with us. We just have the best time, and we're studying all sorts of new things, we're just slashing colors across our canvases with chalks and with acrylic paints and we're learning and having the very best of times. Now all you have to do is come see us. I'm there. I'm sitting on my back porch waiting to see you. So please come on. Let's all become artists. Bye. (laughs) So Kate, (laughs) we got a message from Nana. (laughs) We totally did. And it was the best.
1: (laughs) that brought me so much joy i sent you like as soon as as soon as we got it i sent you a thing and i was like day made we have a day message made. from
0: nana nana knows it who we the are sweetest message i know well i played it for my kids and i suddenly had rock star status because nana <laughs> does actually know me i've been telling them <laughs> they don't believe me because i tell them that penny chesney comes to boston for my birthday so that everyone that i'm like oh i know her they're like no you don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was amazing! Oh my goodness. Okay, so Nana, Lucia Hames from You Are an Artist Chalk Pastels. She, for those who don't know, because I feel like we're we're fangirling, but there might be one person out there that hasn't heard of her. So, um, she does these amazing chalk pastel tutorials. Everything from the first time I ever heard about her was you guys had done the Shark Week. Oh, ones. That
0: was so f- we've done that multiple times and it was the first one is just in my memory forever. We had so much fun.
1: And she does things that are simple for little kids. So Lucia is Nana and then Trisha Hodges um she has a blog at Hodgepodge Mom that we'll link to. Um and she shared this whole unit study that was about how to make an apple pie and see the world. So you read the book and then you make Nana's apple pie, which we've both done. And it's mm-hmm. an amazing apple pie. Delicious. And then Nana leads the tutorials for making different things. And one of them she does is an apple and she's showing just how simple it is even for young kids to do this. And, but they do everything. They have presidents and landmarks and Olympics. historical an events study. and... Yeah, and then one of my favorite books in November is Cranberry Thanksgiving.
0: Me too.
1: And Nana even does like a How to Draw Mr. Whiskers. It's it's amazing. So you can find all that. We'll link to it over at the show notes at com, so you can learn about joining Nana for all of her drawing. But we also have a very big announcement. Are you ready? I don't even know. It's like...
0: It's so exciting. Okay. Because we all kind of want to be on Nana's back porch. Yeah. In real life. Yes.
1: Um, Nana will often talk about her back porch and she'll talk about um and she'll she'll show like paintings that she's done from her back porch. So now we get we get to join Nana on the back porch. <laughs> because <laughs> do you wanna say it?
0: Nana's coming out with a podcast. Nana's gonna
1: have a podcast We don't know. It. This is the thing. I got so excited when I heard about it and when Trisha and Nana gave us permission to share about it that um, I didn't actually ask exactly what it was going to be about. So <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. So you can find all the information, but we'll link to it at chalkpastel.com. And then it's going to have a special podcast page slash from hyphen nanas hyphen back hyphen porch hyphen podcast. So since that's long, we'll put it over in the show notes at the Homeschool Sisters. And, you know, it'll come out in like all the podcast places and everybody will be able to find it. It's an adorable picture, um, a painting of Nana. And it says from Nana's back porch. And I, I, I'm honored that we got to share it. And I'm excited. And I just, I can't wait. Can't
0: wait. Can't
1: wait. I can't wait. It's going to be like a little happy spot every week. Um, it's kind of like how... Uh, we were talking about like the calm app. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see that Bob Ross? Like, there's sleep ones that are just Bob yes. Ross episodes that you can listen yes. to. <laughs> that's
0: so genius.
1: And that's what I did so last genius. night. Genius. When I, I woke up at five, I couldn't get back to sleep, so I listened to Bob Ross talk about painting and happy trees. Yeah. Happy, oh, <laughs> but that, the, that, that's the thing is the one that I listened to was called instead of Happy Little Trees, it was called Happy Little Z's. <laughs> Aww. And then I still couldn't get to sleep after listening to that. So then I turned on an episode on Netflix, which I know is terrible, but sometimes you just have to distract your brain, you know. And it was the first one in the Bob Ross chill series where he introduces four little squirrels that he's like fostering and taking care of. So.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to. You sent me Bob Ross socks. I'm going to have to put my socks on and watch that episode. <laughs>
1: That sounds like a and good plan. I like this plan. And I, like I think Cindy
0: West's um, next live is on Squirrels. <gasps> oh. oh! So
1: we could come full circle here. Full circle. Right. Yep. And we'll link to that at the show notes too. Cindy West's mm-hmm. um, nature, no sweat nope. nature study. Sweat. Yes, which is, a um, you can join it and she does two classes a month. So far she's done cattails and why am I blanking on what the last one was? We totally did
0: it. Spiders? Spiders. No. There was a bonus. So I, I don't catch them live because we're someplace okay. else that time. So I'm on yes. the replay and I don't remember. Oh, photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. Okay. But I just got an email this morning that there's a, a bonus spiders.
1: Yes. Last yeah. Year. Spiders is coming. And
0: Which I'm is perfect. Yeah. Perfect for Halloween.
1: Yeah. We're recording Which... this. It's okay.
0: <laughs> it was perfect for Halloween.
1: Halloween. Well, like Melissa is going to say in just a minute, like the fact that we all got here at the same time despite three different time zones and 10 kids between 11 kids between us. Like, okay. That's just that's going to be enough today. And we're going to be talking about permission to live and homeschool imperfectly. So, it, the fact that we are trying to remember that we're recording this before Halloween, but it's going to come out after Halloween
0: when the energy is high at our house yeah
1: (laughs) and and we're super pumped about like nana having a podcast and bob ross Mm -hmm. and his socks and he's got two games now at target i don't know what's going on there so (laughs) there's a lot to keep track of so bear with us sisters but we are so excited we're we're going to be joined by melissa in just a second
0: Melissa Kamara-Wilkins is an award-winning blogger, author, speaker, and homeschool mom of six, although one of those kids is now in college. And we're huge fans of Melissa here and her beautiful writing that you can find over at her site, dot com.
1: Melissa was first on the podcast in 2016, which means Crazy. we've been doing this for three years. Can you believe that? Um no. And um, she was talking about how you don't have to do all the things, which is a message I think we need to hear all the time. <laughs> um, but that one's a special holiday episode, so it's really good this time of year to go back and maybe revisit it. So if you're searching for it, look for episode 13, and of course we'll link to it over at the show notes at Um But today we are going to chat with Melissa about her new book, which releases today, on the day you're hearing this. Um, it's called Permission Granted, and we have both had a chance to read it, and it is just wonderful wonderful like speaks we've we've both used the word soul when we're talking about it. like it speaks to you on like a soul level um and you can find it in all the bookish places including amazon so should we give melissa a call absolutely okay
0: hey melissa hi Hi. melissa hi guys i'm so excited to be here with you today
1: thank you so much for joining us we are thrilled to have you back you were here um very, very early on, you took a chance on us and, and came and did the podcast, so thank you.
0: <laughs> and you let me come back. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> we're
1: we're excited. Okay, so for people who haven't heard episode 13, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do?
3: Absolutely. So I'm Melissa Kamara-Wilkins. I am a writer and a mom. I have six kids and we homeschool everybody except our oldest daughter is away at college now so she's homeschooled all the way through and then we let her like go and it's (laughs) the the biggest transition thing ever because like work together 24 hours a day and then suddenly she lives you know halfway across the state um so that was shocking so other than that we have our youngest is six our oldest is 19 um and we live in southern california and i have a new book coming out that we are going to talk about today Oh, wow. Okay, and I'm
1: just thinking now we have to have you back to talk about, like, sending a child off to college at some point
3: because... It's a whole thing. thing. Yeah, it's oh, a thing. And, like, yeah. it's just, it's a big recalibration. Like, everything kind of resets, right? All the kids kind of reshuffle their own relationships and um, the communication stuff and, like, helping each kid be able to communicate with their sister who's gone and, you know, all that, All there's, like, so many pieces that I just didn't quite see coming in addition to the thing thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. In addition to the thing Think where like things. now my kid is out in the world. Yeah. Uh, that part I saw coming, but the rest of it is like, oh, there's like it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah.
1: transition. And you were hugely helpful in helping me um, figure out how to create a transcript for a child who is doing like kind of more interest led learning. So we could have a whole mm-hmm. big conversation about that. But Oh my gosh, uh,
2: please. <laughs> we absolutely want to get those kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We we absolutely want to get into your book because we've both been able to read it in advance of it coming out. Yay. It comes out November fifth, right? November fifth. Yeah. Um we're recording this a little bit early. So, Yay.
2: Oh, that's so Congratulations. Thank you. Confetti. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: confetti. I love that. <laughs> I just wanna that's a good I'm gonna start doing that, just shouting confetti when I mean like excitement. <laughs> um so to to get us started, can you read a little
3: bit? from your beautiful book, Permission Granted. I am excited to read a little bit from the book, Permission Granted. Um, So this book is about, it's a story of how I learned to give myself permission to be who I really am. And I hope that that's what you get out of it too, reading it, is that you feel that same permission so you can give yourself permission to be who you really are. Um, And for me, I used to um, feel like everybody else seemed to kind of have it all together. Right. And I totally did not. Not only did I not have it together, like I couldn't get it together, even if I would. You know, I tried all the things there. There are a million things you can try. There are all kinds of plans. I have tried them all and they just make me exhausted. They don't make me like perfect, um, which is so sad. There, there's no actual way to get from here to perfect. Um, but I tried. I tried really hard and it didn't work. I felt like, well, everybody else has it kind of together. I totally don't. So everybody else must be better and I'm the worst, right? Like that's just kind of math, how that works. And um, so, but I would hear that voice in my head that would say like, you know, ugh, I'm the worst, you know, like I, I was late. Oh, I'm the worst at getting places on time. Um, the beds aren't made again. Like, oh, I'm the worst at the bed, bed making morning routine, all the things. Um, and it sounds kind of funny in your head when you're saying it, but actually it all kind of adds up. And the things that we're telling ourselves, they really matter. So I started to hear that. And I was like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do when you can hear the voice in your head and it's not telling you nice things? And you look around at the world and you think, well, but it's kind of right, right? That voice in my head is kind of right. It's kind of looking at everybody else and everybody else knows what they're doing. And I totally don't know what I'm doing. Um, So I guess, I guess that's kind of the story. And I was in that space and I went to hear a girlfriend of mine speak Um, on a stage. And her background is in social work and therapy. And I knew she was going to be talking about shame and connection and brokenness and God and judgment. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe she's going to tell me how to fix everything. Like maybe she knows the answer to how to fix me. Um, So I went to her speak. And this passage from the book is, um, is what happened. we will start with her talking. People are, Jessica said again, the way they are, She slowed down so we wouldn't miss it. For a damn good reason. She did sound convinced. But what was she trying to say? That I didn't have to listen to the voices that told me I had to earn my right to exist? The ones that said I wasn't quite good enough yet, but maybe if I kept trying, someday I'd get there? That I didn't have to keep an ongoing and always up-to-date list of all my flaws? Was she really trying to suggest that I wasn't the worst? That I wasn't a burned-out light bulb after all? That I was just human? Well yes that did seem to be her point that this was what it meant to be human all the way completely messily understandably human she did say we were both and broken and beloved imperfect and whole seen and unseen held and falling maybe that was my good reason maybe that was the only reason i thought my job was to practice seeing every true thing about myself but that's not what i'd been doing at all i hadn't been seeing a self I'd been seeing all my dented pieces and keeping an inventory for insurance purposes. But what if life is just complicated and me trying to fix it had been making things more complicated all along? If I was the way I was for a good reason, well, then being this way would have to be okay. Being this way would have to be understandable, at least. Where I am would have to be an acceptable place to be right now. If Jessica was right... If we are the way we are for a damn good reason, if our actions might sometimes be wrong, but our identities are good, if the worth of our being is not even up for discussion, then maybe we aren't meant to become better. Maybe we're meant to become truer. What if that's the goal? Not to become something different, but to accept the truth of who you are, the truth that you are a messy, confused, flailing expression of love in the world. Maybe the simplest, truest version of ourselves is that one. Maybe the real work of our lives is to strip away the extra stuff we've added on top so we can know who we really are. Maybe the work is to stop seeing our true selves as problems to be fixed. Maybe love, the love that animates us, the love that's as close as our breath, the love that is in us and through us, the love that we might call God, keeps offering us invitations to peel back those layers, to see ourselves more clearly everywhere and all the time. Trying to fix yourself does not make life less complicated. I know this for sure. I've tried it and it only makes life more difficult. What about being yourself? Could that make life simpler? Listening to Jessica, I thought it might. And I thought I might give myself permission to try. I would quit making the complicated things more complicated. Maybe that's what I needed all along. You're not the worst at being human. This is what I had to figure out. You're just human at being human for a damn good reason.
1: Oh wow! You know, I got chills when I read it, but like hearing you—oh my
2: goodness! (laughs) Oh, thank you guys so much.
1: Okay, so so, um, I guess my like, do you know how powerful you are, woman? That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's my question. Go ahead. No, I'm kidding. Because but
3: I mean, tell my kids that. That would be awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on that secret. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you guys like listening. The whole book is like that. The whole thing. Like I had to read it in little bitty pieces. Did you do that, Kate? Too, I where, did like the
0: same thing. And I read it in the morning, first thing in the morning, and last thing at night because it's just such a a good soul soothing book to read before you start your
3: day or end your day. Oh, thank you both so much. Yeah. And that was the first chapter, everybody. That was not like the conclusion of the book. We've not given the whole thing away. <laughs> so we <just> went there. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. No spoilers here. Um, <laughs> it's not like a thriller. There's really no spoilers, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's so, I mean, it's so good because you you break things down and you break it into like manageable, you know, pieces, which, you know, Kate, you said soul. And that's what I, I, I thought, too, like when I was reading, it's like speaking to my soul, like on a different level than. Um, it's not just going into my brain and kind of like, okay, yeah, that was nice. You know, it's like, I just had to take it in these little itty bitty pieces because I knew that there was stuff in there that could really change things, you know, that could really change like, and I guess the first one is like how we look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right, Melissa? Like that's, that's kind of yeah. where you jump in is like that we're human. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, all right, if we start there and if we believe that, like we were made the way we were for a reason, I mean, I think about how that can impact our mothering because then we look at our kids and we see like
3: that they were made the way they were for a reason, right? Absolutely. I'm nodding along the whole time and then I just realized oh, no one can see me actually nodding <laughs> along looking at me being like, yes, you are. Yes. So, right. Um, so I'll say that, I'll say that loud also. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I so believe that. I think the more that I can settle into the truth of who I am, and the more that I know that I am allowed to be this person, and the more I give myself permission to be who I really am, um, the more I want that for everybody else. And the more obvious it is to me that, you know, that's what my kids need from me is the space to be who they really are, right? They don't need... Um, they don't need to do things how I do them. They don't need to copy me. They don't need to um, you know to follow a certain prescribed path like this is the way we will all do it. And there's there's six of you, so you better all do it exactly the same way, right? They don't need any of that from me. What they need is the help and the space and the support to be who each of them really is.
0: This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is an award-winning monthly subscription crate with hands-on projects for kids 0 to 16. It makes learning about science, technology, art, geography, culture, and math fun.
1: Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo spends over a thousand hours designing and testing every single crate.
0: KiwiCo offers projects for every age and interest, from geography and culture to engineering and design, to science and art, and much more. And Kara, you just had some boxes arrive at your house, right?
1: We did. We did um, an atlas crate that was all about Japan, and then we got the um, the pinball machine in Eureka crate. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's awesome! So much fun. That
0: is so. This month, we were exploring China with our Atlas crate, and we're going to make a stained glass sun catcher, which will be perfect for entering the dark yeah. season here, their doodle crate. And then we're ridiculously excited that our Eureka crate that just came, you make a card shuffling machine, which is perfect for our family because we play so many yeah. games. <laughs> So I was thinking with the holidays on the horizon, this would make a great gift. And there's really something for anyone from ages one to 104.
1: Totally. You know how aunts and uncles and everybody are always like, what can I get your kids? What can I get your kids? A subscription to KiwiCo because there is nothing that brings kids as much joy as getting a KiwiCo box at their door.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. They
1: are like, it came. (laughs) I I always say I used to have a closet right by... um, my front door so I could hide our KiwiCo boxes when they came and now we don't have that anymore so now we just have to do them the minute the doorbell rings and the kids see them. (laughs) (laughs) So to learn more about all the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best, go to KiwiCo.com slash homeschoolsisters. That's KiwiCo.com slash homeschoolsisters. Sisters listeners who follow this link will get a free trial promotion. You'll get your first month free. You'll just need to pay shipping: 4.95 for the U.S. or 9.95 for international shipping. Oh wow! So then that, I mean, you know, automatically makes me think homeschooling and how mm-hmm. you know our kids learn differently and they want to learn different things mm-hmm. sometimes. And you've been such an inspiration to me, like with your writing at Simple Homeschool and just like when we talk about things, um, the way that you practice.
3: Do you call it interest-led learning? What do you call it? How you homeschool? I usually say unschooling. Um, Okay, but I mean, everybody has a different idea of what that is going to (laughs) mean. Right, there's kind of a range. Um, So I sometimes say we're like kind of unschooly instead of saying like we're unschooling. I'm like, oh, we're kind of like kind of unschooly, and and mostly I just avoid explaining unless someone specifically
1: (laughs) asks. Unless somebody puts you on the spot in a podcast, right? Like,
3: know, In my real life, people don't mostly actually need the details of like, you know, what are we doing all day long? People who actually want to know, like, what are you doing from, you know, eight to five or whatever, then they'll ask more specific questions. But for yeah. the most part, people are just like, curiosity level, like, what what is it you do all day exactly? Um, and, but yeah, the kids do all follow their own interests they all know how to request library books for themselves thank goodness so we have our weekly library trip and everybody gets to get stocked up on all the things um and then you know as they get bigger it's trickier too because there's more um they each have their own stuff which means like this kid wants to go to this kind of lessons and this kid wants to stay home and not go to those kind of lessons and you know sorting out all of that is always an ongoing negotiation
0: I feel like you could read this one time through and think of it as yourself, how it impacts yourself and your family, and then read read it again for homeschooling, because I kept finding myself think, you know, things that you would say mm-hmm. apply to life, but also how we are in our homeschool, and to just, we have so much pressure from Instagram and what people are doing next door. Mm-hmm. But if we really just give ourselves the space and the permission to just be, I think of Kara's post, I forget which one it is, but I'll find it and link it when you just, you're just going to be Andersons. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be Waldorf. you're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to be Andersons.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that I really wrestled with early on. Um so we homeschooled all the kids from the beginning. So, you know, as we're jumping in, I had way more energy because I only had three at that time instead of six. And like, I could research all the things and do it. And like, this person's doing this cool thing. And this other things happening over here. And we didn't even have Pinterest yet. And still, it was like, I could be classical or Waldorfing or I just made Waldorf into a verb or montessori <laughs> or like all these things. What do we do? Like, what's the one best thing to do and the coolest and the, you know the thing that will connect to each kid the most. Um, and it, it's really not about finding the one right solution outside yourself. It's really about being able to be honest about who you are and what you need in your homeschool because you're part of your homeschool. Um, and then being honest about where each of your kids is and what each of your kids needs and not like your ideal version of what a kid might need, right? Like I had ideas about what a kindergartner would be like before I had one. Um, and then I had an actual person who was not <laughs> the, the cardboard cutout in my head, as it turned out. Um, and so just giving, giving not only ourselves to be the people we are, but giving our kids that same space that to, to be who they really are.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, you were saying how, you know, most people like when they're asking, you know, what do you do all day? Like, what's homeschooling look like? Like, they're just curious you know like they're kind of just they can't picture it because they know one thing they know their own experience with school or you know maybe they know like what their kids do in public school and and they're just you know trying to get a picture of it but um I mean a lot of times it can feel like um to do something different like homeschooling you know that we do need permission Mm -hmm. somehow and it's like I mean, we some of us have to get permission. We have to, like, go to the state and say, hey, we're going to do this. And they go, okay, or we go to our school district or whatever. But, I mean, sure. really, like, in the broader sense, I feel like so many of us on a daily basis feel like we need permission. Like, where does that come from? Can we talk yeah. about that a little bit? Like, where does that come from, this idea that we need permission for so many things in our lives? Like, it it's mm-hmm. our life. Like, we mm-hmm. shouldn't have to keep asking permission, but, like... I don't know. Did this
3: get drilled into us when we were little girls? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I think we do need permission from ourselves. You know, I think we do need to give ourselves that permission and nobody else can really do it. So when we we aren't giving ourselves permission, we end up um, looking for it over and over and over again in other places because none of those places can really satisfy what it is that you need. But I mean, the thing that we really need is the permission from ourselves. And it's not shocking that we're looking for it everywhere else because the world has sent us those messages from the time we were tiny, that everybody else's needs are kind of maybe a little bit more important than ours, um, and that there is a way to do things that's just the usual way. Like, here's how it's usually done. Everyone, please file in this line now. Um, and so we absorbed that idea that there is really a way to do things, that, that there are these expectations that come from the world and expectations that come from our family system and expectations that come from our community. Um, and it, it seems like we have to follow on that path, right? That's the, like the easy thing to do. That's the logical choice. And if we aren't going to do that, it feels like we need permission from somebody. But the truth is we only need permission from ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, and you talked about like your calendar and filling up your calendar. And then like when you decided to stop filling up your calendar and, mm-hmm. you know, like I think we're supposed to be busy and we're not supposed to stop and think about what do we really want out of is it mary oliver that calls it this one precious life you know what Mm -hmm. what is it that we really want we get one one chance one chance we and we get one chance to like be a mom to our kids and so many of us were just like rushing around and just and and you said too in your book about like um who was it that was watching your kids? And she said, I know what to do. Just don't like, you just don't sit down. You just keep moving. My friend Sarah, yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's what it feels like. And I think what's so wonderful about your book is that it sort of gives you this opportunity to sit and just realize like, okay, it's okay to slow down. It's okay, you know, not to hustle. It's okay not to do all the things. And that's so hard for us, like when we're homeschooling, because we feel like, It's our one opportunity to teach our kids so if we don't do everything, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, we're failing them or something. But you've got a child in college now, and she's Mm -hmm. doing well. So the Melissa way works, right?
3: (laughs) She she (laughs) joked with us. She was like, I'm your proof of concept, guys. Yeah, <laughs> which is so great. Yeah. But I, I think that we do. There's that pressure to make sure our kids are getting everything right out of their one childhood. Are we giving them all the things? Um, and there's also that pressure to compare to people who are schooling differently. Right. Like are our kids getting mm-hmm. as much educational stuff and enrichment as, as they would be somewhere else. Do we measure up? Um, I think all that's true. I also think that. It's really easy to let our identity get wrapped up in the productivity and the busyness. And I'm just the kind of person who can hold it all together. I'm just the kind of person who can, you know, go from morning till night. I'm the kind of person who can, um, you know, find all the right things for my kids to do. Wait, okay, no, I'm not actually that person. I was saying, like, I think that in general we can have that idea. Right, that That's right. who we are. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do any of those things. But... um it's easy to get our identity wrapped up in, in that idea of like, this is who I am. I am this busy person rather than just, this is what I do and what I've chosen for myself. And so I think it can be really tricky to choose to disengage from some of that productivity to kind of let some of it go, um, and just see who we are without that, because you are a person underneath all of that. The person you are is not the busyness, right? You are a, a, fully loved person, totally separate from what you do, totally separate from how you are in the world, totally separate from what you wear today and what you call yourself and which labels you pick as a homeschooler or as a person or as a parent. Um, you are you separate and underneath all of that stuff. And you have choices about all of it. Like you get to choose. Maybe you want to be intentionally um, really active Right. I think active is different than busy. I think busy is that like Mm -hmm. frantic, have to keep going, 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 but you can be active and intentionally choosing to fill your days with activity. Um, or you can choose not to, if that doesn't suit you, but it's your choice and it's not who you are.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, we talked about this in another episode, Kate, where, um, Vanessa Wright, who, Mm -hmm. um, we can link to her in the show notes. I saw her give a talk where she, said that we're at an intentionally, like, busy time right now because I have three middle schoolers and they all are really into, like, a specific sport. So Mm -hmm. it's just right now that's where we are is we're putting our energy toward this. Like, and -hmm. when you sort of say, like, I'm intentionally doing this right now, you know that some other things have to go somewhere or Mm -hmm. you're going to, like, burn out and everybody's going to lose their minds. But To feel like you have to be that person all the time. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. It's, and I think it's why we see so many people who aren't okay. And Mm -hmm. you have such a great chapter where you talk about um, after the birth of one of your kids where you go and it's like, you're talking to a counselor and the counselor says, you can come in your pajamas. It's, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, but I think for a lot of us, like letting people know we aren't okay is so hard because we don't even realize it ourselves because we're just so used to running and pretending
3: yeah i think that's absolutely true i think um well i'll tell you guys the story that that um psychiatrist so i went to see her and um i like everything had fallen apart right i was i was not well i didn't even have the energy to find someone to go and see um and so my husband had to actually like take me and physically like drop me in the chair. Like, here you go there. You're upright in the chair, um, at her office. But before I went, I would get totally ready to go, right? Like I would put on clean clothes and I would wash my hair and, um, put on makeup and the headband, and, like all the things, right. That I had to do to look normal to go out into the world. Cause so I thought that was kind of my job was like, I needed to look as normal as possible and act as normal as possible. Um, and after a few weeks of that, she said to me, um, like you said, you know, you are allowed to show up here in your pajamas. Like, I don't care what you wear. And I was like, that's cute. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> totally relevant.
3: And she sighed and she was like, you're working so hard to look like you're okay that you don't have any energy left to get better. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we do that. I think that we spend our energy on trying to look like we've got it all together or on trying to fit in or trying to look like we're okay when the truth is the thing we really want, like the thing we really want is to be okay, not to look okay, right? But we're spending our energy on the thing that's taking us away from what we actually want. It's like you can have the appearance of it or you can have the real thing, but you're going to have to let go of one or the other. I think that happens Over and over again in my life, at least, like there's the, there was the mental health piece of it where I had to, to make that choice. And I've had to make that choice a number of times in my life. Like, am I going to look like I'm okay? Or am I going to say, you know, I'm not okay. And I have to spend my energy on getting better. Um, Or am I going to do the other way around? Um, It comes up in our homeschool too. Like, you know, maybe right now you don't have it all together and it all looks like kind of a mess. So you can either try to look on the outside, like our homeschool is perfect. And we all know what we're doing at all times. (laughs) Or... (laughs) You just let it be what it is and like push through and figure out as you go okay we need to adjust over here this is working that's not working that thing over there there's just no point um it's trying <laughs> you know yeah and, yeah and figure out all the pieces um but if we're trying to make it look a certain way all the time we can spend our energy totally in the wrong place and never get to the really good stuff yeah oh so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It's so good. And I, I feel like we're so afraid to be vulnerable. And I, I liked that about your book is how authentic and open and vulnerable you were with your stories. Um, there was actually a line that I that just struck home for me on page 104, where it says, we're not faking, but we're pretty freaking selective about what we reveal. And I feel like mm-hmm. so many, I mean, there's genuine people out there who maybe aren't being as genuine as they could be Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because Mm -hmm. they're leaving pieces of the story out but then when you share your story there's always somebody who's doing the same thing or struggling with the same bit, and you almost become more connected
3: by being vulnerable yeah i think we absolutely connect in the in the mess right like if you're a perfect person and Every, you've got everything together. Everything's perfect. You do everything just right. You always know the right thing to say. I have no way to connect to you because I know I'm not perfect, and I don't. I don't see any path in, <laughs> into that relationship. You know, um, if I can see that you're not perfect, that there are these things that you know that you're still working on or figuring out, or here's where you're trying to work on your own healing or whatever it is for you, um, even if it's not exactly the same for me, I can connect because I understand that struggle, right? I know what that feels like. The circumstances might be different, but the feeling underneath it um, is the same. And We get to connect in those places. I think that is just um, the coolest thing that we aren't supposed to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. And that in fact, when we are not perfect out loud, <laughs> that's where we get to connect with each other.
1: Right, right. Um, that makes me think about, Chapter Four, um, it's called "About That Fire: Permission to Belong to Yourself." Reading that, I started, you know, because again, I'm reading it as a homeschooler, so like we all bring, you know, our our own self to whatever you've written. So like, that must be really scary. Just as like a segue, where it's like, you know, you put this out in the world, and you're like, okay, here it is, world. And then you have like people that, you know, pick it up and they. Are reading it with their own lens and filter, so it's like, ah. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet you've already experienced that, like on, on in blogging and stuff like that happens. Right, every, right. It, it does.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Someone it does. Says,
3: you, you said that thing, and I'm like, I I said that thing. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you got that thing out but of that.
1: But that's what not yeah, that's not how I meant that. But okay, all, all right. right. All are cool. we are we good? Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I looked at it, I, and I was thinking about um you know, with, like, co-ops, and we get Mm -hmm. so many moms coming to us talking about, like, I'm, you know, I went to this co-op, and I just didn't feel like I belonged, Mm -hmm. and yet they feel like they need to go back, because they feel like they need this co-op, and, you know, you're talking about, like, is is that, is that the chapter I'm trying to write, where you talk about complimenting everybody's shoes? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so you're talking about, like, you're complimenting (laughs) shoes instead of, like, um, Because institutions, even institutions that call themselves communities, are supposed to sustain people, not just be sustained by people. Um, And so, you know, I think... um, Oh, and then you you go on, like, the next page. It would be okay to be misunderstood. Whatever happened on the outside would be okay, because on the inside, I was learning to listen to myself and to trust what I heard. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like when we... Okay, so we want our kids to have a co-op or whatever. We want to be able to like give that easy answer to the dentist or the lady at the market or whatever, but you know, we we want to give that like easy answer mm-hmm. and instead we're putting ourselves in this place where we just feel completely misunderstood. And like how do we how do we grow there or thrive there or you know, it's it's just I, I always like to say, like, I feel like it's better to not have a co-op at all than to be in the wrong one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think, yeah, and as you said, for me, the thing that happens is, like, people be saying things and I'll think, I do not agree with any of this. Like, none of this feels good to me. Uh-uh. And the thing I would find myself saying out loud was, like, you have nice shoes. Oh, those are those are really cute shoes. Because no one's really offended when you say that, you know, you can yeah. like pretty much compliment anybody's shoes and they're all cool. Um, but what we end up doing when we when we are like we're not going to rock the boat, everybody else thinks certain things, and I'm not I'm not on board with this plan. Um, when we aren't willing to rock the boat, we are um, we're denying ourselves. We end up spending our energy on the fitting in piece instead of the belonging piece. Right? Cause to fit in, you have to kind of shave off parts of yourself to look like everybody else. Um, oh and to, yeah to just, you know, to, to fit, to fit that space that's there. Um, when belonging is about connecti- connecting over our imperfections, right? That stuff we were just talking about, about how we don't, we can only connect in the vulnerability. And fitting in is kind of the opposite of that. It's not showing your vulnerabilities so that everything stays surface and calm and peaceful. And, you know, it's all on the outside, um, so we get to choose again. Are we going to spend our energy on fitting in? Are we going to spend our energy on belonging? And belonging starts with belonging to yourself. Like you know that you accept yourself, no matter what, right? Whatever's going to happen, you're going to be okay with yourself. You're going to listen to yourself. You're going to trust what you hear. Um, and when you're in that place of belonging to yourself, it doesn't matter quite as much if you fit in every group that you find, right? Because you're yeah. when you're being when you're being who you really are that's your chance for finding a connection. But it also means you're not going to connect with everybody, right? Some people are going to say that's not for me, because they can see who you really are. And they yeah. can see like you're not just a chameleon, you don't you're not just this, you know, <laughs> service level person who fits in everywhere, you don't fit in everywhere, that's okay. But you can belong anywhere, because you're bringing your whole real self into a, whatever situation you're bringing yourself into. Um, and if it turns out that other people are not cool with that, or you really don't fit, that's okay because you still belong to yourself. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's not as scary of a thing to not fit in. If we don't belong to ourselves, if we're not even listening to ourselves, then it's really scary to be rejected by other people because other people are the only thing we've got, right? That's where we're putting all of our worth. We're letting them decide for us. Am I valuable? Am I worthy? Do I fit here? Am I allowed? Do I belong? Do I have permission? Those are really questions for yourself. So if you can choose to sit with those questions and answer them for yourself, then it doesn't really matter so much what other people think the answers are on the outside. Because that's not where you really get your permission. You get your permission from yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. And. Okay, so that's the second time that you've talked about like where you're putting your energy in the wrong place, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, when you were talking about going to counseling and your counselor said like when you're putting all your energy into getting ready to like look okay to the outside world, you don't have energy. It's like I feel like that's why so many of us feel so tired sometimes and we're Mm -hmm. because we're not physically tired. We're like soul tired, you know, because we're just expending all this energy in the wrong places. Absolutely. In a we where
3: we feel like <laughs> it's necessary to show up, but it's it's not. Like all those outside things are taking our energy away from, yeah, um, you know, from our own healing. This
0: episode is sponsored by curiosity stream curiosity is a subscription streaming service that offers more than 2000 documentaries and nonfiction titles from some of the world's best filmmakers including originals with curiosity you can watch award winning science technology history and nature documentaries. Worldwide, on demand, and on multiple devices. This is one of our favorite homeschool resources, isn't it, Kara?
1: It sure is. We watched um, a couple of the Witch Trial episodes um, when we were doing some sort of like Halloween schooling last week. Um, and plans start at just two ninety nine a month. And when you think about it, that's an amazing value. Um, it's way less than like a fancy pumpkin spice drink. It, you know, a coffee shop.
0: Absolutely. Now you're going to have to come out here and do a field trip with your kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: that's, that's in my backyard.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Speaking of fall, Curiosity Stream has a ton of new fall titles. My kids just started watching the Cornfield Shipwreck documentary. Have you seen this one? No. Oh, my gosh. It's about the Arabia steamboat, which was discovered in a Kansas cornfield. And it's one of the most well-preserved shipwrecks in American history.
1: I had no idea. Really?
0: Really? Cool. I had
1: never heard of of that. Okay, yeah, I'm adding that to the queue. Yep, put it on the watch list. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) Um, And in early November, they will be launching a biographical series on American history.
0: Go to CuriosityStream.com slash homeschool to sign up for your free trial. And if you watch anything you love, be sure to share it with us so we can add it to our watch list.
1: So... One of the chapter, well, I think the chapter that hit me the most as like a homeschool parent um, was when you talk about you have other gifts, mm. because what we've kind of been talking about here is like how we see all these people on the internet doing all these fantastic things, and we think that's what a good homeschool mom does. Mm-hmm. You know, we think, okay, well, the good homeschool mom. You know, her kids, she puts out really cool... She strews really cool stuff all the time. Plus, she makes these wonderful, like, meals. Plus, she decorates their room really well. Plus, she has the best taste in books. And, you know, we get... We get caught up in thinking, like, if we don't... If we're not good at all those things, like, what are we bringing to our kids? You know, we're just... Bags on the sofa. You know, like, we're... (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you were talking about how, um, you know, you're not good with, in that chapter, you're not good with calendars, but you're good at showing up. And I mean, when we get distracted, again, it's about energy, right? Like when we get distracted by all the things that we're not doing or we can't do well, we lose focus on the things that we can do well and that we are doing well with our kids. So... I think that was the chapter that just like, I feel like I'm going to have to read and reread. Well, I'm going to read and reread the whole book, but. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about that and that experience of like figuring out that you have your
3: gifts and that that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am not going to calendar. So it's just, it's really exciting that we're all here at the same time in the same place because calendar's <laughs> not my gift. <laughs> there are, just like to get me to any one place we've got like there's the calendar there's also the reminder that I set um I have a weekly list like that I have emailed to me of, like these are all the things that you put on your calendar this week reminder reminder you said you were doing this um and then in time zones oh my gosh it's a whole other thing um so yeah so calendar <laughs> right there with you yeah <laughs> not so much not so much my gift um and my friend Jessica who's the same friend who taught me that people are the way they are for a damn good reason um when she can't do something, she just kind of like waves her hand in front of her face, like, eh, no big deal. And she says, I have other gifts. Um, and so uh, she taught me to do this about myself too. So I was, we were doing a calendar thing and she's like, do you want to help with the calendar? And I said, Oh no, 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 no. no! I don't, I, I don't have, um, that gift at all. I cannot, I can't do calendars. And she said, that's, that's all right. You have other gifts. Um, and I had to think about that. Like, do I have other gifts? Because if you have gifts, right, like you shouldn't be expecting yourself to be good at everything. No one's good at everything. That's not a person. That's a robot. I don't even know. Even <laughs> robots aren't good at everything. Like robots even break down. Um, but but if, you, if you're aware, you have some gifts over here. Over here, there's some things you can't do. Like, okay, that's what a person is right? Everybody can do some things well and other things, not so much. Everyone is drawn to some things and totally not drawn to some other things. Um, and that's fine. And when you're aware of, hey, these are some things where I'm gifted, right? These are some things that are, are really cool about me um, or things that I love or things that I'm drawn to or skills that I have or um, mindsets that are really helpful to me um, or character traits. I could be anything over here on this gifts list. When you know some of that, it makes the other stuff less scary, Right, because you are not all your flaws. Like that, those flaws do not make up all of you. Like, yes, I have those, but they're mine. That's part of me. That's cool. Um, but it's not the whole thing, right? I have the the stuff I'm proud of, and the stuff I'm totally embarrassed about, and the stuff I can do well, and the stuff I have totally not ever learned to do, and I probably won't. Right? Like, you don't want me to give you directions. That will never be a good choice. Um, <laughs> for as for as long as we live, just ask Siri. Um, but. <laughs> But there are some things I can do. Um, And so when I can rest in that, like, hey, I don't need to be all good or all bad. The bad stuff does not cancel out the good stuff. When I can remember I'm a whole person with all the parts together that come together to make up the whole self, it's just not as scary to have those things that you can't do, right? I don't have to look at that fact that I cannot do a calendar and say, oh, I'm the worst. I can't ever get my calendar to work right. I say that as though it's like a device or something. It's just a piece of paper that I'm writing on. I (laughs) <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not as scary when I have those things that come up that, like, oh, hey, I'm late again, or I lost my keys again, or I lost my phone for, like, the 18th time today. Um, you know, those things aren't – they don't mean anything about me because they're just part of the whole thing of me. They're not all of me. Yeah. And-
0: and what a wonderful message to give to our children and to model for our children that there are strengths and weaknesses and to have a mm-hmm. sense of humor about it. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned directions, and I'm the same way. And even with, I, I swear, my life changed when GPS was invented. And mm-hmm. in the same. It like, really yeah. changed for the better. But I still get lost, and my kids will be dying laughing in the back you
2: know,
0: <laughs> recalculating over and over and over but i'm just like this isn't my thing i'm not good at it i'm never going to be good at it and just mm-hmm. laugh about mm-hmm. it we're like well we're going on an adventure we're going <laughs> to <we're gonna laughs> be late we're going
3: to be late again yeah but <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean they we're, have we're going to be late yeah, yeah like we're going to be late but we had an adventurous spirit in getting here guys like we made it um <laughs> And they do. Yeah. And of course, like, I don't want my kids to expect themselves to be perfect at everything. They'd never try anything new if they had to be perfect at everything because you're not perfect at new things. You don't know how to do that yet. And I want them to explore and to try new stuff and to experiment and see what works and what doesn't work. And, um, and you know, some things you're not good at at the beginning, but you can get there right where you are now is not where you're going to be forever. So you might as well explore a bunch of things and see what feels good and what matches your personality and what doors open and what don't. And you know figure yourself out and if you if you aren't giving yourself permission to do that you get stuck right and that you are stuck where you are and you can't ever move and that's no fun so
1: yeah yeah oh I love that it reminds me of um where you talk about cooking spaghetti and my question about that <laughs> chapter is can I have your spicy tomato sauce recipe
3: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot get anybody to eat. Actually, you know what? recently, Owen, who's 16, um, was like, hey, could you make that that sauce, <laughs> that tomato sauce? Could you do that? Because I can't get my little ones to eat because it's spicy. Because um, it's crushed red pepper in it and you know, lots of garlic and whatever. And they won't. They're like, that's not food. Um, <laughs> the big kids are like, wait, but, but actually it's food. Could we have flavor again? Could we have flavor again?
0: Can we flavor so, again? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, we can. Um, okay,
1: that reminds yeah. me. This is just a segue. Have you guys tried Marcella Hazan's tomato sauce, life changing tomato sauce recipe? No. It's just oh. an onion, butter, and a can of tomatoes.
2: Okay, oh,
1: yum. we will link to it in the show notes. It will change your life. Fantastic. Yeah has nothing to do with anything. But so in that chapter you're talking about how the noodles always stick together and I'm okay. trying to think I mean you're you're basically saying like, you know, where you are now is not where you're always going to be, right? Like yes. which is the ultimate and- lifelong learning thing to teach our kids. So it's okay if we kind of keep messing up in front of them because we're totally. teaching them, you know, um th- that it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be imperfect like and maybe if we, if we share that with our kids now, they won't end up like us where they constantly feel like they have to be good at everything and they constantly feel like they need permission,
0: yeah, you know,
1: for everything all the time.
0: How great would that be? Because I feel yeah. like it took a long time to get, to grow into yourself. Like, I feel like it was right around 40 that I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> that anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? How, how wonderful would it be for your kids to do that? 20 years earlier.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I wanted to read one more thing. Um, It's in the chapter called forget the map, which is that, is that the last chapter? Pretty close. Uh It's the second to the last chapter, but again, no spoilers. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Um, You wrote in a world where perfect doesn't exist. The next simplest option is to believe the truth. The truth is that being a person is complicated The truth is, you aren't going to get everything right. The truth is, you can be who you are in the world because you are who you are for a damn good reason, and underneath it all, you are love, and you are loved. I feel like I want somebody to, like, sort of tell me that every day, so, um, I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, hang it on a post-it in several places around my house or something. It's just such a beautiful book, Melissa. I. I keep so telling good. people, like, I'm going to say, someday I'm going to say, I sat next to her at a conference once because that's <laughs> the time we met in person.
3: <laughs> and then forevermore, I would box you my questions and things. Kara, I need some Kara advice today. Oh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens when you sit next to me at a conference one time, and then you're saying <laughs> <ever.
1: laughs> Oh No, I I, I hope that ever, like I'm helpful in any way because your writing just – I just have connected with it so much and I'm so glad that there's a book out in the world that we can like carry around with us now because it's, it's, I mean, I know we're all carrying the internet around in our pockets because we have phones, but it's not the same. It's
3: not the same as holding a book. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I joke sometimes, but this is actually true, that I started writing because I needed something that would stay done in my life right? Like that you have kids and like nothing stays done. You do the one thing and it's undone five minutes later or you feed them oh, and they're so hungry true. again an hour later. Um, <laughs> all the things like you, have to, you made breakfast yesterday. You have to make it again today. It's such a bummer. Um, and had something that would say done. And so I would like, you know, write my little blog post and hit publish and I'd come back an hour later and it would still be there. Like right where I left <laughs> it. It's amazing. It wasn't all scrambled around and like, mis- no, mis- like, <laughs> like smudge marks across it. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> And so to be able now to like get to sit with us and to go deeper than I could handle at that stage, you know, where I could write down my one paragraph and hit publish before somebody came and jumped on the keyboard. Um, it's just been such a gift to be able to, to sit with those words and to, um, I hope, really provide a space where you can feel seen when you show up to the page with me that that I, I see you in what you're going through and that you can see yourself reflected back in the words. So I really hope thank, that's thank what it you, does.
0: Thank you so much for writing it.
3: Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for having me and for yeah. talking about it.
0: So
1: fun. Well, I,
3: I know people are going to want to connect with you more. So can you tell everybody where to find you? Absolutely. So you can find me at com or at permissiongrantedbook.com. That might be easier to spell. I know names are weird, um, and <laughs> but it all goes to the same place. Um, and then I hang out on Instagram most often, which is, I mean, there's links to everything in the websites, but um my Instagram is at also Melissa. There's all those things going on in my life, but there's also me. And so this is the place <laughs> where it's just me showing up.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I love that. I've, I've wondered about your Instagram handle before. I thought, um, were you like saying there's a lot of Melissa's like, did you keep trying to put in Melissa <laughs> and like, you know, so yeah, now uh, I get that one. Okay.
2: Um, all right. And it. we'll make
3: sure that the, we link the book of course is yeah, so the book, of course, is everywhere you can buy books. Everywhere you buy books, yeah, it is there. and it's out today. In fact, all the places,
1: yeah, yay, yay.
3: yeah. And
1: I mean, we will link to the book. We will link to all the places to find Melissa over at the Show Notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. dot And before we go, we always like to ask if there's something that's bringing you joy right now.
3: Right now, honestly, you guys are bringing me joy. It's first thing in the morning for me Aww. right now recording this. And I knew I was going to be talking to you this morning and it was not stressful at all. It was like, yay, I get to talk to Karen Kate. <laughs> Yeah, because you,
1: you're done. Did you say you have like six things in two days or something? Like you would just have it's a sweet. ton of
3: podcasts. Lots of podcasts, which is so fun. Like getting to talk to lots of new people and um, talk about the book and, and all the fun stuff. So yes, I've been getting to talk to lots and lots of people. But this one, I already knew you, so it was not, you know. Aw, <laughs> okay. It's all yeah. good. Oh, good. Okay. Thanks
0: yep. for spending your early morning with us.
3: Yes. Oh, you
1: guys, we were so quiet so mean to melissa because we don't understand time zones either yeah we really <laughs> do yeah yeah we're sorry even with each other and
0: we talk all the time that yeah one hour is just so
3: confusing it's very right. confusing it
0: well because when you're hour. a mom
1: sometimes like one hour can make the difference between complete and utter chaos and like yes. no yes. i'll have it completely together by then you know yeah. so mm-hmm. um kate what's bringing you joy right now
0: so my joy, and I've probably said this before in a previous co- podcast, but we had one of those mornings that you were just talking about. <laughs> were you
1: referencing mine? <laughs> no, no. I, I was actually referencing mine, but okay. <laughs> it,
0: it, it started off fine, and then things went off the rails because a braid was too loose. Sometimes braids are too loose. and mm-hmm. But I had already put dinner in the crock pot. And I am just so oh. thankful for crockpots because mm. after that, it felt hard. And now I just feel like dinner's done. So that was a win. <laughs> mm. Do
1: you have um, that recipe that you're making? Have you done it before? Is it like a hit in your family?
0: This is, this is a new one. It's beef stew with butternut
3: squash.
1: Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, if it's like a total hit, you have to share it. But now, like, if you're just trying it for the first time.
3: Could go in any direction. You'd yeah. Never know.
0: I don't know. I was going to, Alicia sent me the Nesters Paleo Chicken Pot Pie, and I was going to make Ooh. that, but we didn't have peas. So that's to be Friday. <laughs> but Alicia said that's really good, and it gets a lot of good reviews.
1: Okay. Well, we can link to that.
0: I can share that one. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just know, like.
0: Not tonight, but
3: beef will be a win with the, with the littles. I don't have a crock pot, but I'm so tempted by Kate's stuff when she posts, like, here's what I do with my crock pot. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to get a crock pot.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, let me tell you, there's a lot of fails there where they're like, mom, this one. <laughs> and I'm like, well, have it for one more day because I double everything. I'm <laughs> like, it uh, <laughs> Just so you know, the sooner it's gone, the sooner I can make something else. Martha <laughs> so, <laughs> Stewart, I am not. <laughs>
1: I like that, though. The sooner it's gone, the sooner I can make something else. That's awesome. <laughs> They're
0: not always terrible, but we've had a couple of doozies this fall.
1: Yeah. What about you, Kara? Okay, now like the crockpot theme, um, basically, like my human crockpot, my bathtub. Um, I have new Epsom salts that I love because they're rosemary, mm. and so we were we were talking about this. Um, we have like a Voxer thread between um, it's all the kindred gals, and so we were talking about how we're all diffusing rosemary oil and like what is it about rosemary and like we're all just obsessed with rosemary oil right now and so i did a little digging and it turns out that rosemary is very good for like transitions and i'm like okay first six weeks back to school like a lot of big changes it's supposed to help with feelings of overwhelm okay check um you know so I found these um, just at Target and they're the Dr. Teal's ones, but they're um, technically they're wellness therapy. So there's a picture of like a very athletic person on the front and um, that's not what I'm using them for. I just use them because they smell good. Um, they're the Dr. Teal's Rosemary Epsom salt. So we can link to those at the show notes too. They have them on Amazon, but they have them at Target where I got them. So
0: I just picked up some yesterday.
1: Did you? Yes. Okay.
0: And as you're talking, there's Rosemary in my stew tonight. I didn't even connect it, but there's, it's, yeah. there's rosemary.
1: Everybody right. go get yourself a plant, like a rosemary plant. I remember, um, d- did you guys ever get one of the rosemary trees at Trader Joe's at Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, because I would, like, I would go, walk by and just, like, pull a piece off and be like, sniff, you know,
3: whenever. <laughs> i was- <laughs> You just, like, rub the rub the little needles and get the oil all over your fingers. And like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Melissa. We loved talking to you today and I think people are just going to eat this episode right up. Like oh, well, thank you so much, guys. In it. <laughs> 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 All right. You guys have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.